Welcome back to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, a weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, ex-movie theater projectionists, new and old friends take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question, should or shouldn't you watch this? This one's longer, because I feel like we can let it breathe. You're stressed. I understand that. You just keep breathing and stay calm. Ironically, I just said breathe. What the hell? You killed him? No, I shot him. Bullets in the fall killed him. I got five stops to make. You drive a cab, I'll make my rounds. You might make it through the night. Is that my briefcase? Yeah, it is. What else you got for me? You just met him once and you kill him like that? Six billion people on the planet. I offer one fat Angelino and you throw a hissy fit. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Take him down. This is some mid-2000s business right here. Yeah. Can you hear it? Witnesses. He's coming to kill you. The snapshot. With like the rock music in the background. <laughs> What's going? What's my work? FBI hands in the air! Somebody help them! Why don't you just kill me and get another job? We're in this together. Sounds like sweat. Face intertwined cosmic coincidence. Get with it. Collateral. New news. We're ahead of schedule. Come on, buy a drink. <laughs> so here's my spoilery question. All right. This is this is the where this is where we can do it. This is spoiler zone. Had he gone along to the very end cooperatively, Who? Jamie Foxx. Okay. So let's assume he does not be difficult, even after finding the body, having it land on his car, the whole thing being revealed to him. Let's say he's not difficult. Okay. Do you think Tom Cruise lets him go? Don't you remember Mark Ruffalo's story? I think he gets shot in the end. Yeah, I think he does too. And he frames, but I'd like to think he frames him for. He the shot murders. the nightclub owner with a trick question, basically, just to be able to take him out. Do you think he does that just to be able to do that? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's more just to feel like he got the upper hand. Yeah, I'm gonna say he would have died if I had a gun to my head. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Okay. Jamie Fox is gonna die. So changing that, let's say he never finds out what Tom Cruise's Vincent is really doing. It would have been easier to take Does him. he kill him uh, then? No. That's a harder question to answer. Yeah. If anything, he'd try and frame Jamie Foxx. This should be this should be in popcorn shot. puzzles, to be honest, <laughs> because... It would just be easier to take As him. As I was pondering this, because I'm like, man, it's just like, this is about two guys just vibing and trying to be friends and the universe fighting to keep them apart. Yeah, if, if, the, bo- <laughs> if the body doesn't hit the floor... It's actually a love story. Right? If the body doesn't yeah. hit the floor... If that doesn't hit the cab and he doesn't know what just happened, maybe he hears like a, you know, a gunshot, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but it's middle of the it's night in Los Angeles. It could Los be Angeles, anything, you yeah. know. And he, and he just goes in and drops him off and makes his 600, 700 bucks. Like, I, maybe he doesn't kill him. No, there's no way, especially after going to the hospital with him to visit his mom. Yeah, but that I, wouldn't happen. I, I doubt that would have. Well, maybe it would have happened if, if the guy keeps, yeah, the dispatcher maybe. keeps calling into him. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I ponder it. <laughs> I think that 
First scenario, he dies. Second scenario, yeah, I, I highly, think he, highly probable. he does not leave a loose end like that. So he would not let someone exist who has seen him. Yeah, especially when he talks yeah. about yeah. how, hey, you've got to go into the club because I can't be seen. And so him being difficult after that makes a lot of sense. I mean, just, you know, you wouldn't want to cooperate after. Yeah, you... Especially after he makes him go to the club and like be pretend to be him, you know, yeah. you're not getting out. He's not going to let you leave and know what he looks like and what he did. Yeah, a thousand. Percent. Yeah, I like that. Up to well, yeah, through, through the first about. half until he saves his life in the nightclub by drawing the Mexican fire away from him. He does do that. He does shoot the people who like were were aiming at him. But yeah. I think that that was just you know the 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 vibing and desire to be friends that they have. But the universe is just keeping them apart. You know, <laughs> kind of like Michael Mann's Heat. Yeah, exactly. Those, those it's characters. like those two people who are just you know so dedicated to their respective jobs that you know if they weren't in opposition, they'd be. True I mean, friends. Fox is really dedicated to his goals, yep. so they're. They're very similar in different mm-hmm. ways, you know. Yeah, one of them drove the straight and narrow, and the other one did not. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very good question, and we should have put it in puzzles, but I like that we we kicked it off by <laughs> that. You're ruining the categories. No, that's no, fine. I have to edit it. You could move it there. I could move like, it, but okay. I'm not. I'm going to leave it. Popcorn bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into popcorn trivia. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. All right. In an interview, an American cinematographer, Michael Mann, said that as far as he was aware, this was one of the first movies to attempt to make a look out of digital video, rather than trying to make digital video look like film. This approach meant the movie could be shot in low-light scenes of urban desolation Mann wanted, because digital reacts much better to light th- low-light than film. The approximately 20% of the picture that was shot on film was mostly, according to Mann, the portion set in the fever nightclub because this is the scene with the brightest lighting in which digital video does not perform as well. That's a good point. It's less grainy. You don't think about that because remember we were talking about this with Thief, Mm -hmm. how the night scenes in that were like heavily lit. Like it seemed like almost excessively and with a lot of water too. Yeah. And and thinking about it that way, the fact that it's very difficult to compose shots on 35 millimeter in the dark just because of the nature of it. Yes. That you can tune the digital to not have that problem. Mm. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I didn't, I mean, I'm untrained, I guess. I mean, I've watched a lot of movies, but it didn't feel different going into that scene. Did you notice like, oh, that was shot on a, a different... I was, too, different. I was it, too busy rocking my head back and forth, vibing to the music. Yeah. It's, it's not as grainy. Like, the digital... The digital photography is nice because you get like the graininess and the low light. Like it is really cool. It seems more rough, but then when they do go into that nightclub, everything's a lot smoother and clearer. You can see the action a lot better. And now that I think about it, you don't see the same graininess during the gunfights when they're towards the back, kind of with the brighter lighting. I noticed the grain slightly less in the 4K cut, which was okay, but it was still there. It's nice to. to yeah, see I would say there. I noticed it less too. I, I didn't really notice yeah, that much this time, there's, but there's such low lighting in that. But when I first saw it, I definitely noticed the grain, which I liked. I mean, I, I, give I, it, like, it, I mean, yeah. it's the whole movie's. 
it's again, it's similar to Miami Vice with it like being more style than substance. Although I'd say it still has more substance than Miami Vice does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I'm looking forward to the day when we re- watch and review Miami Vice. Or well, I mean, Public Enemies was the same way though too. They did that all digitally. Yeah, that one know. still has more of a plot than Miami Vice really ended up with. But but I mean, it's the same kind of yes, yes, there too. That I actually didn't. I remember not liking it. I only saw it once though. I love that movie. No, yeah, I didn't I, think it was very good. I agree with you, <laughs> Noble Gas Drive. It's, it's not. It's like Heat, but not as good. And Johnny Depp's not as good as any of the other lead actors he's worked with. And it yeah, was, I, I don't know. I agree. But Stephen Lang was awesome in that movie. Yes, the FBI guy. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. So this was interesting. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, these are kind of like the what ifs. This movie set, sat on DreamWorks development books for three years. Mimi Ledger was initially attached to direct until it passed on to... Wasn't it Frank Darabont? Je- Jen, Jensk Kaminsky? Janice? Jensk? Oh, Janice Kaminsky. Janice Kaminsky. It wasn't until Russell Crowe became interested in playing Vincent, the hitman, that the project started gaining momentum. Crowe brought Michael Mann on board. Now, Russell Crowe is a villain. Have you guys seen Rampage or whatever that movie is? Oh, the constant delays Crowe pushed Crowe off the project. Mann immediately went to Tom Cruise with the idea of him playing the hitman and Adam Sandler as the cabbie. I could see it, yeah. That would have been cool. After Punch Drunk Love, I could see him kind of, I could see him pulling it off. I would have enjoyed that. It kind of would have been like a less skeevy like uncut gems kind of a like frantic he would have been he would have been (laughs) low-key but then you know yeah he could have done it the conversations would have been different but i think sam would be able to show like he could have done it better than jamie fox did like being worried or like anxiously he's gonna die oh i don't know i think jamie fox does it pretty well he does a great job (laughs) like when he's yeah like when he's like like the social anxiety attack he has when he's like told he has to go into like the the nightclub the the, like the whatchamacallit whatever the cartel guys place to get the info he's like i can't do this he's like i'm gonna kill your mom and he's like i can't do this (laughs) yeah that's intense man uh speaking of other other people that were involved or or potentially involved val kilmer was cast in the role of detective fanning but pulled out before filming began due to scheduling conflicts with alexander Val, val kilmer was in that he was yeah man what a bad movie. What a, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible movie. Uh, Mark Ruffalo obviously was cast in the role. Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for the role of Vincent, but he was too busy shooting The Aviator. Well, both mm. of those movies, Alexander and Aviator, came out in 2004. So crazy. Um, this was really cool. I like stuff like this. Tom Cruise really fell when he stepped on that office chair at the latter half of the film. Michael Mann liked the anomaly so much that he loved it in the film. When he takes that. that chair, when he's when he's, when he's chasing Pink after Smith. he shoots him in the face and he gets up oh and right he throws, and he the, throws chair. the chair through and he jumps and he slips up and falls on it that he was back up. It, not oh how do you know it's like it chair. does yeah it plays well it plays really the scene because cool. he's like again he's not well he's just been he's, shot yeah here. he's like he's kind of frazzled and he's not yeah. No, yeah. that works. It, I, I think I would have thought that that yeah I mean I guess you probably wouldn't plan that I guess because it's not 
it looks yeah yeah it looks well like what it is yeah and, I mean, but, yeah it, it it plays well yeah, yeah it does I, re- I really like that uh let's see australian screenwriter Stuart Beatty was only 17 when he took a cab home from the sydney airport it was on the ride that he had the idea of homicidal maniac sitting in the back of a cab with the driver nonchalantly entering into conversation with him trusting his passenger Im- implicitly Beatty drafted his idea into the two-page treatment. Later, when he was enrolled at Oregon State University, he fleshed it out into his first screenplay titled The Last Domino. He put the <laughs> script away, taking it out occasionally for revisions and rewrites over the following years. I, my buddy just told me a story s- similar to this. It, it, the idea of like being by a murderer or a hitman or someone that does nefarious things and you don't ever know, like if Mm -hmm. you're at the grocery store or whatever. So my buddy, he's been on the pod. His name's JJ. There was a a guy that just got arrested like two days ago for some murders in Ogden. What? Yeah. He used to... Stop doxing yourself, man. He used to go (laughs) to lift weights with this guy at the gym. Oh, man. (laughs) He, He like spotted with him and then he went to a... So this guy murdered someone on a Friday. He sees him yeah. at a like a, an, a like a sporting event on Saturday. The guy later goes to Ogden the day he was here last week at my house, and he murders someone else in Ogden. And he like waved at him on the after he had already murdered the first person, and, and then he left to go murder the second person. Then he got caught and then confessed to the other murder. And he's in jail now. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Like that's a this is a really interesting like thought, and it's co- interesting that he wrote a script about it. But because I mean, yeah, he is right. The way that like I mean, cabbies are like I don't know that you have to. I think it. Not all cabbies are that way, but you know, like the ones that are trying to be conversational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like I think maybe it's just I don't know if it's for them. Like, just to get through the day, which I understand, but, or if maybe they actually do like people and they like that part of their job, it's meeting people. I don't know. But, but yeah, the, you do get that with like certain, like, especially very sociable people. It's, it'd be, it's just weird though that you may or may not have some like horrible person in your, in your oh, yeah. vehicle. That's what this, this film's all about. Did you ever see Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro? No, I'm like where, where he's got like Martin Scorsese, like being insane to, in the backseat, saying all sorts of horrendous things. You, I'm afraid to watch that. It's not too much, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the list. It's a, it's a great example of what you're talking about. Only it's the like, scene. only it's not knowing, it's like you knowing the guy in your backseat is a monster. Right. <laughs> the best part is when he takes his date to see Deep Throat, yeah, see what yeah. the deal is when she's all freaked out. What a funny movie. <laughs> He's like, well, I thought. I, thought, I mean, I know I about it because everyone talks movies. about it, but yeah, I I haven't seen it. I'll have to I'll have to put it on the list. It's a interesting. It's interesting, slow paced, but yeah. The last piece of trivia I have, and I like this: Tom Cruise trained for three months in how to handle firearms under the supervision of the LAPD. This was the first time Cruz had worked with live rounds. My understanding is he was like same as the T one thousand in Terminator two practice so that he did not blink while firing oh a lot of people do that in yeah because it's that that that's proof of training i guess but i just i, I noticed that with the t1 yeah the, the liquid metal guy yeah the t1000 <laughs> there's a post on like twitter or something they have him talking about it but yeah tom cruise does it as well in that movie it's i don't notice awesome. it but <laughs> well that brings us to popcorn beefs where's the beef hey where's the beef 
All right, I only have a few beefs with this film. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of beefs that are nitpicky tri- trivia beefs. Oh. Mark Ruffalo states the scene where Fanning first discovers Ramon Ayala's disappearance and proceeds to call for SID that Michael Mann insisted on 80 or more takes. Ruffalo goes on to say that you begin to lose your shit, he says. Mm-hmm. James, Jamie Foxx and Barry Henley confirmed that Mann did, in fact, film a massive number of takes. Fox stated, oh, yeah, that hurts because Michael Mann can take a lot of takes until he gets what he wants. What do you... I, I Kubrick did that, too. I feel like as an actor, what does that do to you after 80 takes of doing the same it's thing? It's an interesting... I don't, I'm, I'm curious what... I mean, if directors just want to have a lot but of at the same time, it's like they're going to get worse, you'd think. Yeah, I feel like the first. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, especially if you have to have an emotional, like, yeah. crying. Like, how do you. You're going to get irritated. You're going to get aggravated. If that's the point and that's what you're trying to dry out, maybe that's. I mean, I think that's what they, no, I think Stanley that's, Kubrick said he was trying. Or they, I think people say it's what he wanted from Ruffalo, though, was to be like just. Or maybe get a level of exhaustion out of him. It is late at night. Stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But like yeah, who it. That's else? That's my beef. Fincher does that too. Fincher does that yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Here's my next. You know who beef. doesn't do that? Clint Eastwood, because he was an actor and hated it when he was an actor. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like a one yeah, take one guy. two one two take guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brando. So James Newton Howard, who scored the film, recorded more than an hour of music for this film, only to have it replaced with source music and additionally music by. Antonio Pinto. This is a trademark of Michael Mann. I mean, I like what Michael Mann does with music, but that would, I would, that would offend you. That's like that's insane that this guy did an hour worth of score and then it's all cut. Well, what if he didn't like it? Yeah, I guess if he got paid. <laughs> yeah, as long as his time wasn't wasted. All right, we just didn't fit the mood. And then here's another beef. And this is not a beef with the film. This is a beef with the internet. Okay. Jason Statham, as you know, we see him as a Very cameo. Briefly. The internet says his cameo is regarded as being a character, Frank Martin, from The Transporter and its sequels. He no, it isn't. He delivers a bag to Vincent at no. the airport. No, 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 no. Stop it, it's internet. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just no. Statham in a minor role. It's, yes, stop it. That's, my, that's all my beefs with no. the film. No. You guys have no. any other beefs? I mean, I they don't bother me, but like what the guy says, like it takes place in heightened movie land, like where the fugitive is the movie, the fugitive, where it's like this isn't how anything would go. A hitman wouldn't actually do things this way. Yeah, like and I'm assuming it's a cartel hit. It's kind of hinted at that it is. Yeah, I don't think they'd have one guy. Yes, I think that they would have the they would have someone for each person. Yes. But, you know. And there's also several shootouts where police never seem mm-hmm. bond or nobody ever seems to notice in a but, I mean, residential area. That's not the point of the movie. So that person on IMDb needs to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the internet needs to. It's very to stylized, but it is not, yeah. Yeah. That's what Would it. you really want a gritty Hitman movie? No. No. Well, like, uh, I guess not gritty, realistic. More realistic, yeah, authentic like, yeah, Hitman like, movie. I mean, I mean, the best, have you seen Michael Clayton, either of you? Mm-hmm. That's a good show. No. There is a hit in that that is probably the most, like, I'm like, this is probably how they actually go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Where it's, like, very, like, pr- like very cleanly done and made to look like a suicide, like, almost imperceptibly. And it's, like, where they, like, they inject him with poison between his toes to, like, induce a heart attack or something. Oh and, and they throw pills everywhere. Like, it's the stuff like that where it's, like, 
That's probably more what you get than someone with a pistol. And double tapping him in the chest, <laughs> yeah, one be, in the head. Doing, yeah, doing like, yeah, really like expert gunman like stuff. But Yeah, I agree. Probably, it would probably be more like Eastern Promises where they just catch him at the barber and then saw their head. Up yeah, much with <laughs> yeah it's like, but you don't want that. So if you aren't expecting the stylized, heightened, like Mike, Michael Mann crime reality, which again, I think a lot of his movies do take place in. I, I would say Miami Vice... I mean, he does his best Heat. at hiring people, casting people that are actual criminals. Yeah, and, and then stuff. he kind of like adds his like you know, yeah, his movie, his movie moviness, and that's what makes it awesome. That's yeah, why no. we like to watch them yes. over and over. Yeah, yeah. He makes them movies, not any other beefs crimes. before we get into puzzles. A sphincter says what? Guess not. What? What? A sphincter says what? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so here's my puzzle. This is a puzzle because we've talked about how actors and actresses, more more so actors, get into cra- crazy like preparation for films. You know, we we already talked about how actresses do. Yeah, do. everyone does, I guess. Not not everyone, but there's men and men and women like the, all, like the like the Daniel Day Lewis, Meryl Streep. Yeah, like, that kind of preparation. Uh, Robert De Niro. Not like the Charles Grodin preparation. I have to spend five years studying this role for it to be just perfect. Yeah. The best was that show W that, what's his name, Josh Brolin did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The only research he did was calling businesses in Texas to listen to their, like, accents to try to mimic it in the show. Yeah, that's fine. So this one was a, was a puzzle to me. According to Michael Mann, Vincent is a man able to get in, in and out of anywhere without anyone recognizing or remembering him. To prepare for the movie, Tom Cruise had to make FedEx deliveries in a crowded L.A. <laughs> market without anyone recognizing him. I mean... Tom Cruise had to do that? That's what he said. With the gray hair, though. With, the, with him looking like Vincent. I think he could do it. Yeah, you wouldn't notice. He'd just do a double. That hair really right? makes him look You would different. think, you're like, like, what an attractive man. But you would then be like, well, whatever. Have a nice day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, you, I guess, he had a uniform on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, wow, he's a good-looking guy. Familiar. Okay, bye. Yeah. You Because you're not going to expect that, and you're going to think it's rude to ask. Because you, you, like, it's not, in that situation, you're not... It's like it's not actually Tom Cruise delivering me a package. True, it's a, it's someone who looks an awful lot like Tom Cruise, and it would yes. be annoying to ask and possibly rude. Exactly. So I bet you that does happen. It's like Vigo Mortensen, where he was just homeless, preparing for the road. Yeah, I wouldn't think that Vigo would be sleeping out on the street like a homeless bum. Yes. Here is another one. Between them, Michael Mann and Stuart Beatty constructed elaborate backstories and family histories for the main characters, right down to photographs of their hometowns. Is What do you guys feel? Is that necessary, the level of detail that Mann goes to? Because Tom Cruise... I mean, uh, I'm not an was, actor. ...was appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know. I think it just... I don't, think it, I don't think it takes that much work for them to do it. Like, there's... I think they enjoy doing it. Um, for like, if you ever, did you ever see any of the interviews with Quentin Tarantino during like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Where he is giving the most insane biography of. Uh, well, he Leonardo wrote. A, Di- he wrote a novel. I know, but like about the movie, he's like, giving like this this description of Leonardo DiCaprio's character's career as if he were a real guy, like and excitedly, <laughs> and like like very like he's very into it, and I, I think he had a lot of fun making it and writing it. So I think that's. 
So saying it's too much is like, I don't think that I felt they had to do it. I think they wanted to do it. Well, I yeah. think it gives the characters something more to work yeah, with. I mean, yeah, I think it helps the actors. I mean, but, but I mean, the question is whether it was necessary for them to But you're probably right. It's I probably them they enjoying. Enjoy it. It's yes. like they just love they doing it. They like doing that. That's, yeah. that's my bet. Which I think whether it, half of it, part a fourth of it is used, that enthusiasm and passion mm -hmm. makes for the things yeah, I mean, that we get. And if you have to like, I mean, and then they, I think that helps if you have to make some improvisations or something or something has to change, do yeah. something. If, if you have like some reason, to, it's like, oh no, this makes sense to me that we could do it slightly differently because he's from Ohio or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's my last two puzzles. The parking garage rooftop belongs to the secret service. Mm. And it was a long haul convincing them to let the film shoot up there. Do you think that's true? That's a, that's a puzzle to me if that's even true or not. That's what I. That's what I read. Well, it's. I mean, I guess they might have a secret service parking. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a LA. government. Yeah, parking garage there. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, don't they do money? Don't they do money stuff? Counterfeiting. So they do. They do things more than just like secret service does. Money. Yeah, yeah. So like that makes sense to me that they would have an office there. Them being difficult, I think, is not them being secretive. I'm thinking that's just government bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And being like, just like to obtain we have to, to like close the parking. And uh, how I don't many, know how many can, people I, are going to be here? You're going to have to fill out form five D. And we need background <laughs> checks on all yeah, the personnel. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's more. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably. I don't think it was like some like big being like, ah, we can't have this. No, I think it was more just kind of yeah. like a difficult communication thing. Here's my last puzzle that I found. Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx reportedly became great friends during the shooting of this film. Cruise allegedly surprised Foxx on his birthday with a pinata filled with sour Skittles, <laughs> which he knew to be Foxx's favorite candy. Oh, that's sweet. See? Even if in the within the movie they can't vibe together forever and be friends, even though you feel like they should, I feel like, like the Tom world. Cruise is. Do you think he did that on set to show everyone what a cool guy oh, did he say, is? Did it say it was on set? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming he that. does that all the time. Like no, I, I feel. Or do like, you think he's a chill I think dude? He. I don't think he's chill. No, no I don't think he's chill. Not. At I don't all. think he would have the career or do the things he does if he was he's, chill. He's he's. So I don't think focused. I think that that was a genuine thing. Nice. So, because one, not that hard to do. He's Tom Cruise. He can say, I have this fun idea. Go buy a pinata filled with his favorite candy. It'll be fun. And two, I don't think, I think he's too crazy to care what anyone's seen. Because I mean, I would have never heard about it. I don't think anyone else. I mean, I don't think he cares what the crew thinks. <laughs> yeah. He's I don't know. Tom Cruise, man. Yeah. Any other puzzles you have about the film? I only have a couple more uh, uh, redemptions, which is where we talk about what we liked about, so and then the end. The scene in the nightclub when they come out the door. And Here's my question: When does the movie start? When does it end? Because it's all one night, right? Pretty much when Cruz flies in on the airplane. Yeah, when he's in, in the, at the airport. And then the airport in the morning-ish. I know, but what time? No, I don't think it's morning. I think it's like midday. Midday, yeah, towards the it, well, towards the start of Jamie's shift, because yeah, like because towards the towards the yeah, because he works the night shift, yeah, early evening, yeah. So, but the sun's gone down by the time yeah, but, but by the time they get the first stop, it's night, yeah, correct. And it's it is January though, which hmm, actually longest day of the year, isn't it? 
January 20-something, or one of the longest days? No, Should the be. 21st is the shortest day in December, the solstice. That's what I meant. Longest night. Did I say longest day? The December 21st, a month later, I mean, it would still... Right. So what's your oldest. question? Like, how long? Yeah. How long is well, that? Because, I mean, they're driving a lot, going a lot of places. When he, when he I just it, feel that, I mean, it's, again, me talking about how you wouldn't really like do it this way. Seven to, like... You would have multiple people doing it five. all at the same time. You would do it like the end of The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't actually have one guy trying to do it all. Um, yeah, you'd have multiple. Yeah, you would have you would do the Godfather thing because for lots of reasons. <laughs> yes, well, you'd want to take them out all at the same time and then disappear rather than do it one by one. Yeah, because then they might get picked off and or they might get again heightened movie world reality. But the, he, uh, it was four forty eight when he's trying to call her on the phone when his cell phone dies when he's outside the building. Really, oh, man, oh. I'm glad you noticed there that. You that helps. Okay, nah, it makes perfect sense. Very good. Yeah, so for probably like. Seven to I buy five. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's enough time. Yeah, All right. but that, that's a good puzzle. You had also not, no traffic at night, so I don't know how big LA is, but you wouldn't have as much trouble getting around. True, you'd still have trouble. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Well, according to the way that it's portrayed in this movie, yes. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> Brain rap brains. You said you had a question. They, puzzle. So they when they're coming out of the nightclub and Ruffalo gets shot, and then Fox gets in the cab. He's supposed to be all disillusioned and kind of out of it, so he puts it in drive, and they kind of like he crashes into a car and then kind of takes off. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess Cruz and Fox were both sitting in the car, and Cruz just started laughing because he wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like Fox just floored it and then scraped all across the cars, <laughs> like for real. And yeah, he was Cruz, supposed to have his door open, and it he, it was jammed, and yeah. so he just ran into the car like that. Yeah, and I guess Cruz was just laughing his head off in the back the whole time, just like loving it, because they weren't, nobody was sure what was going to happen. Well, and also, there's he, you, you there's an interview of, of them asking him about that scene, and Jamie Foxx says that everyone swarmed Tom Cruise to see if he was okay and yeah. no one no one cared that's about Jamie yeah, Foxx. Like a big accident. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's I actually had that in Popcorn Redemption. I have exercised the demon. This is our last category and this was created because of Macbeth and we just want to say all the nice even though we like this film, this is a place where we just talk about all the things we like about it. And I only had two things. Um, I like there's no opening credits to the film or a title. The only credit scenes are at the end, starting with directed by Michael Mann. The title is at the end. Huh. Mm-hmm. What do you guys, I, I love that. I love that. It's different. I love that. I don't want, I mean, it makes me feel like I'm just That's what I like into about, a story. About Nolan movies is he just gets going. He doesn't, there's not the production companies and everybody involved. He just gets right into it and just gets going. That is something really cool. What other things did you like about the film? I like Tom Cruise going against type, being 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 bad, doing dirt. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I love the casting. I love the music, even though I'm sad that New, uh, Howard didn't get it. You, his you, know what, you don't even score. know what that sounds like. You I'm should sure, look it up. I'm I sure it was beautiful there. and mm, maybe, lovely. Maybe it didn't fit. But... I still like what Malcolm Land did. Shadow um, on the Sun was a much better replacement. I I love the vibe. I love the coyotes. I love the yeah. L.A. 
I love the way you love L.A. I, I love the way he portrays looks, L.A. Looks, Excuse it me. It looks bad in the way he portrays. I don't it. It looks want dirty. It looks, it looks sprawled out. It's organized. You've never been to L.A. I, <laughs> correction. I love the way he portrays the city. It's it's very cool how he did it. Anything else you want to talk about before we part ways? I I, I did last week give this a golden bucket, and I I'm doing the same thing. It's the Halo. It's the Halo. Quadrant. How many? How many stars do you give it? Um, Noble Gas Tribe. High, a high amount of stars. Full recommendation. <laughs> full, st- full recommendation. Yeah, of stars. full recommendation of stars. <laughs> as long as you're down with violence, language, and heightened movie reality. And you could watch this many times. Yeah, yeah. It's if you like it, you're going to want to. The thing about out. it is like it's. There's a story to it that drives it, and it's interesting. It's not too convoluted, though, I, I feel. I feel like it's not confusing. Yeah. It's not hard to get confused. I mean, it's not easy to get confused, I guess. I mean, Yeah. It's easy to follow, let's say. And I like that. Because, I mean, it's, again, it's more of a style movie. It's more of a... Do you think... It's more of a mood movie, which is what, like, several of those Michael Mann movies are, as we've... Do you guys think that this is the most approachable of Mann's films? Like, the most... Like, you were saying, it's... It Pretty might, str- it might be actually. Now that you've mentioned that, I, I like this more than Heat. I don't, but I could. But I it's and I really like to watch. Heat. It, it's a lot more straightforward story. It's shorter, yeah. It's kind of. Um, it might be, yeah. I feel like it kind of is. It's definitely easier. Movies. Like, yeah, Miami Vice. You wouldn't say that about because people no. go and thinking there's going to be the story, and then it's weird and it's like it's not about that shut up it's good <laughs> it's like i know that's a weird detective story it's like shut up it's good um what do you give it thief is probably thief is pretty i would say it's similar. up there but, in, but this I, is more but then, i mean you got last of the mohicans too i don't think that's his most accessible i think this would be i think this might be it. i think if you're like looking well if you want to know like the like the the michael mann crime style this would be a great primer for like the type of movies he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if you're willing to like sit down for three hours, heats you get it. I and mean, this one's <laughs> only two hours too. So yeah, so great, that's it. Like, yeah, time. it is. Yeah, brain wrap brains. What's oh, I, your rating? Four out of four. This is one of my favorite movies. Like, oh my gosh, this is the first time. No, it isn't. Oh. There's been a few. We've had. We've all liked. What are you saying? We were negative on like Ronan was four stars. Heat we never, four stars. Zodiac. Four Heat stars. was four stars. That's right. Zodiac is seventy one. Was four. Stars. We all like Big Lebowski. Was, There's yeah. no way we did not like that. If all right. Any, we did, did, did anyone just, nitpick that? If so, no. I'm gonna fight all of you. <laughs> nitpick what? The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, that was we all gave that four stars or high marks. Yeah, the, the highest full, mark, the full fullest Lebowski yeah. marks you could give. I love it. Anything else we miss before we say goodbye? Part of me, I don't know. I guess it would change the whole dynamic. The first time I watched, I just remember thinking I would have loved it if, like, during that shootout, Jamie Foxx had died. Like Jada lives, but Tom Cruise has to like flee because the police show up or runs off I, this would have been one I you wanted like the 310 oh. yeah I'd want the bad guy <laughs> to kind of win I, speaking I think, of oh, that man there is it made it more mm. much more like do you I, think that um, Tom Cruise's character do you think Vincent he would have ki- shot him I mean you see how Jamie Foxx is just shooting kind of but yeah, I mean they they, they, they give him like so many reasons why he would have gotten lucky like the lights are going out when that happens, and then you see the door in between has bullet holes in it or bullet impressions where they blocked the bullets. 
In the same. So time. I mean, it was a crapshoot, like what, how it would. I, yeah, they uh, they, they, they explained they it really yeah, well. But do you think it. that Vincent w- would have gotten a ass shot? In I mean, he's standing right in front of him. Yeah, but he was behind the door, and the lights were flashing. They just had, they were shooting through the windows. All right, but at the same time, I'm crapping on your no, point. No, just at the same time, but Vincent's also been shot in the face at that point, and he's bleeding real bad, and he's tired from running around. So I mean. They're both exhausted by the end of it, so I mean, it could have been a toss-up either way. So you'd re- you'd have liked to have seen. I'd have liked to have seen. He wanted him to get away. Jamie die. Tom Cruise get away, but then Jada like surviving to be able to finish the trial. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just. I wanted them to kill Jada Pinkett Smith together and become <laughs> best friends and ride off into the sunset. But no, the it's not going to. They're not going to make a movie that's. They that. drive off a cliff, holding their hands in the. Yeah. Face. Bye. <laughs> I think that's it. That's a terrible ending that you want. Although when I have seen endings like that, I do like them. So I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Like, there are some like there's like, there's actually quite a few that I get like, like the mist exactly. Three Ten to Yuma has that exact ending that you're talking about, and I dug it. The mist is an intense. That's a hilarious, ending. great ending. Oh my gosh. Three Ten to Yuma was weird. I like the way it ended, but I hate that Russell Crowe was trying to like be like help him be the hero or well you didn't like the character's motivation russell crowe's no he should have been i don't know what this it is, all made sense to me no, I no, it makes long. sense i just <laughs> i have issues with that this is classic should you watch this with noble mm-hmm. gas tribe and brain rap reams that we're talking about several different movies to yuma movie. at the right at the very end i haven't seen that movie probably <laughs> since it came out <laughs> well with that That's it for this week, but I am with you always. Look for me in the cloud at Popcorn Priest. I love movies and would love it if you'd share the love. Share this with the movie lover in your life. Another way to support the show is by throwing a few shekels at the priest. Visit patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what extra perks you can enjoy. If you made it this far, go give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I command these. Yes, give us a million trillion stars. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening, and thanks to my guests. Normal Guy Tribe. Normal Guy Tribe, I guess, (laughs) and Brain Rapperine. Free Guy Tribe. Always a pleasure. (laughs) And remember, when you watch movies, you can pop off. Pop in or pop out, but always bring the popcorn. We'll see you guys next week.